This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. Nine o'clock hour. Mm -hmm. uh, The speculative portion of the show has ended, and now the informational portion will commence. All right. Seth Joyner is sponsored by Bradford Whitewater. Heaters to find a plumbing professional near you. Visit BradfordWhite.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Seth Joyner. How are you, Seth? I'm doing fantastic, man. What a win yesterday. Did you enjoy You love a nice dominant win like that, right? Well, listen, football is meant to be a dominant game, and when you have a dominant team, you should be able to dominate the game. All right. With that, I'm going to get right to this because a lot of people are on social media expressing concern about this tweet. And I would like the context of it and your rep and your comments now. Make sure you word it like you worded it before. What kind of crow you want me to eat? Come on. <laughs> he uh, tweeted there out. There you go. You like you like Fred Astaire this morning and Michael Jackson all wrapped up in one. Excuse me. Do you realize Keith Jones? His hands are licensed as lethal weapons. Oh, yeah. So and be they just careful. left the building. <laughs> Right, he he said, okay, I'm done. And then you took off on Gannon. And you said he has no aggressive DNA. This was after one of the Tannehill uh, scampers where he gets first down, right? One of those? Yeah, the fourth and seven. Fourth and seven, that's right. Was, and he easily got it. It was fourth and seven. Then they turned around and they com- converted another third and seven, you know, yep. a couple of series yep. later. And I'm like, you know, th- they have the audacity to go for it on fourth and seven on your 40. And, you know, what do you give us? Four-man rush and zone behind it. And I'm looking at it like, you know, that's if there's ever a situation where you bring pressure and make the quarterback hurry up and get the ball out of his hand, make the tackle short of the sticks, we got the ball on a short field, two first downs, we're in scoring position, it's right there. But you allow them to tie the score up because, you know, you don't have the aggressiveness in you to actually go after a quarterback that's not really that good. And let me say this about tweets, okay? When I'm tweeting in game, because a lot of people like to, you know, make comments, oh, that didn't age well. You know, there is no shelf life, you know, when you're tweeting in game. I'm I'm doing the commentary. I'm analyzing in game. And you know that the game is going to have ebbs and flows within the game. And more likely than not, you know, the Eagles have shown that they're going to win the darn game. You know, they're 11-1. So... What I'm tweeting in game is the emotion of the moment, uh, more so than how the game is going to end. Exactly. Well, now in that framework, it's completely understandable to me, and I accept that explanation totally. And I will not further <laughs> pursue the crow eating of this morning. Yeah, you want you need one of these paper towels so you can eat crow. Uh, I, no, I don't really I'm slobbering. Right See, now. the good thing about me, Seth, is I don't tweet at all because it would not go well. So let me get to the big question going into the game: How the hell are the Eagles going to stop Derrick Henry? Well, they stopped him cold, two point seven yards a carry, thirty yards. What did they do? 
Well, I think it's a combination of things. I think that, you know, they heard all week, you heard Brandon Graham talk about in his post game yesterday that all we heard was, oh, Derrick Henry this, Derrick Henry that, oh, Derrick Henry's going to run over you. I think they were really motivated to jump on Derrick Henry and stop him. The other thing is people really didn't pay attention, you know, to the numbers, you know, from an analytical standpoint. You know, Derrick Henry was averaging 21 carries for 59 yards over the last three games and only one touchdown. Um, conversely, Ryan Tannehill was averaging about 33 passes per game for 293 yards and four touchdowns over the last three games with the emergence of Traylon Burks, which we knocked out, you know, on that first touchdown play. Um, so something was amiss. They just hadn't been running the ball the way they had been running the ball, but that's not to take anything away from the effort that the Eagles front four front five, you know, yeah. plus linebackers actually did yesterday. I mean, they were they were just laying the wood to him all day long. They never let him get a, get started. And when you're playing a running back like that, you've got to get to him early and not let him get his shoulders turn up field, not let him get into your secondary because, quite honestly, those guys on the back end, they don't want any of that six-foot-four, six-foot-five, you know, 245 pounds. Well, I, I've always been told, all right, so if you're gearing up for the run, then you're maybe more vulnerable mm-hmm. with your pass rush. You might have more trouble in the passing game. They had six sacks. So how were they able to do that, stop the run, and also get the Tannehill? Well, I think that, you know, not that you want to see anybody get hurt, but I think that the Jordan Davis injury was, you know, a blessing in disguise. Because what wound up happening, you signed Limbell Joseph, you signed Dominican Sue, and now you have this dearth of depth at, you know, the defensive tackle position. And with all that depth, now you're rotating guys in. They're staying fresh. There's a little bit of competition for playing time because you got five defensive tackles and six defensive tackles in there. And when you know they didn't blitz, they just had a good day rushing the passer. Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick, I believe, had you know a sack and a half or two sacks each um, yesterday. So when those guys are playing well and you're holding the line, there's nowhere for the quarterback to step up. The only time you really get in trouble is like when they scrambled on that fourth and seven, the defensive end on the left side lost contain and he gets outside and, you know, he's off to the races. I love it. And now I was I had another question, but my next call is going to handle it for me. It's Dustin from the Northeast. Hi, Dustin. Yo, man, what's going on? I know you emailed me about this, and we finally got to see the kid in the middle from Georgia, N'Kobe Dean. What did you want to ask uh, Seth about N'Kobe Dean? Seth, why, I, I see. I still have a problem with that. Cause you, you saw what he did on the field. He got a little bit more playing time, and he, 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 he looked like he belonged out there. Am I wrong, Seth? Like, does he, does, did he look out of place at all? No, let's say he flashed. I think the reason why you haven't seen him is because the other two guys have been playing extremely well because their white got a little banged up yesterday. So he got an opportunity to get on the field. But you want to know one of the things that, that struck me yesterday in watching him, you know, around other players is how small he is. Um, and he's not a blazer. Now, that doesn't mean that he can't be a player, that he won't be a player. Um, but I was really struck. Um, and how how small he was in the fact that um, he wasn't extremely um, twitchy or fast. But, you know, listen, the guy plays. Um, he plays with a lot of effort. He made, you know, a couple of tackles on special teams, and he made a couple of tackles, you know, while he when he got in the game. Um, the first play, 
that he got in, he gets the holding penalty, but he actually makes the tackle on Derrick Henry. Yeah. So um, I think as, as Eagles fans, we ought to be encouraged by what we see. We've all been wondering where the heck he's been, um, and he, he showed up yesterday. He had to get in and play. That was surprising. I, I got to say, Dustin, that was I had forgotten he was here. You were the one who kept thinking about him because he was a tremendously effective college guy. That shows you their depth, that they bring the kid in and he gets five tackles. That's pretty awesome. Well, Seth, the other question, I I do have one more point for Jonesy, but Seth, the other question is, yesterday he played 27% of defensive snaps. He got 15 snaps on the defensive side of the ball. That could be like maybe one series, closer, probably closer to two, two and a half. Are we going to be seeing any more, like, like what we saw yesterday and just out of the fifth, he made a difference. He, I think he looked unbelievable out there. But I'm, I'm also a homer. I, 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 I do think he deserves a little bit more playing time. Do you think he's going to get more playing time? Do you think Gannon, like, is there any word about him getting more playing time or not? All right, Dustin, thanks for call. You explain to me you cannot put these linebackers, like he's not super fast. So who can you not pair him with? On the linebacker team. Well, listen, if they're forced to play him, they're forced to play him. If Kazir White can't go, he's going to start no matter what. Okay. Um, I just think that, you know, T.J. Edwards and Kazir White are just two better linebackers at this point in time. They are better. Okay. The other thing is Kazir gives you a lot of versatility. I've seen, you know, Kazir can – can cover backs, he can cover tight ends. There's times in, you know, the trips formation where where they'll swap the tight end and the slot receiver and, and the number three guy will be um, the slot receiver. And I've seen Kazir White line up on that guy and cover him because he's got, you know, he's a former defensive back, so he has, you know, coverage skills, defensive back skills. The problem is, you know, if Nicobe Dean and TJ Edwards wind up being your starting linebackers, then you're going to have to play a lot more dime than you might want to because neither one of those guys are, you know, uh, sub sub four five four five five, you know, type guys. You know, I, they're just not that fast, and they're not fleet of foot in the in the coverage piece of you know playing defense and how you get that done. Seth, how how fast were you when you played? Coming out of college, I was a four five two guy. Wow, how f- at, wow at, at two fifty five. By the way, at, that's a man. That is the male. Uh, to, you what fourth? What is that like to be that big to can run that fast? That's what did you do? where did you play in college and high school? What position? I played in high school. I played fullback, tailback, tight end, um, and I played linebacker on the defensive side of the ball. In college, I was strictly linebacker. I played two years inside and two years two years outside. Did you like it more running the ball or playing? Uh, uh, linebacker? Um, no. J- defense. No? I, I always – I was much more aggressive, you know, with the ball, trying to get the ball out of somebody else's hand than with it in mine. But you weren't 255 in college. Oh, yeah. You were? Yeah. I mean, you were? What were you in high school? 230? No, 195. Wow! Wait I, a minute. When Al, I, when he I, gained 60 pounds? When I, when I graduated from high school – um, I was 195 pounds. That's why you know I wasn't that heavily recruited. Ah. Um, and systematically, after my freshman year, I went from from two ni- 195 to 215, 215 to 235. And when the Eagles drafted me, I was 255. Wow. And when they brought me in um, and decided, you know, they were going to make me 
an outside linebacker because that was a problem. Most teams didn't know where to play me. When they decided they were going to make me an outside linebacker, you know, Buddy made me get down to about 242. And that's when you were running a 4-5. Oh, I was running a 4-5 before then. Jeez. Two, you one, better five. start running, Angie. <laughs> if I, what I have now learned is, Al, I have no shot if I try to run away from that, Jonah. Oh, my God. You could still run pretty good, right? I don't run anymore. <laughs> could you chase me down if you needed to? Listen, if you see me, if you see me running, a dog is after me. <laughs> with, with, with big things. Okay. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We come back. We got to talk about the offense. We got to talk about AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts and all that stuff. Don't go anywhere. WIP Sports Time nine sixteen. And you know football season is underway, and it's a blast. So right now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers go to No Sweat First Bet up to one thousand dollars. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promos code Al. It's really easy. Easy to use your phone, tablet, whatever it is. One, two, three, you're in. And when you do win, you get your winnings really quickly. It's all on an, an app that's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. You're gonna love this because FanDuel Sports, because of course, the official partner of 94 WIP. So sign up today with the promo code AL for your no sweat first bet. That's promo code AL. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Uh, 923 is the time. We have more time with the great Seth Joyner. Mm-hmm. And, and Seth, I want to get into the emotion that A.J. Brown was feeling when he played the game yesterday. And I was looking your numbers up. And in 1993, you had finished a great career with the Eagles. You had p- played here, I believe it was eight years. And then you went to Arizona. Did you want? Did you ever face the Eagles when you were with Arizona? Oh, yeah. We're still in the – that was before the um, divisional realignment. Okay, did you so, have a little spark? The little you want to go get them and show them they were wrong? Are you kidding me? I wanted to break Randall's leg. All right, <laughs> see that? All right. So uh, that is that always the case, or is that normally the case with a player who was on one team and now he's on the other playing the former team? Is that common? Well, let me let me clear it up. I really didn't want to break Randall's leg. You know, I I did want to prove to him yeah. um, what a tough time he would have versus our defense, um, but. I wanted to show every every player, you know, who doesn't get signed in free agency wants to come back to their old team and show that team what a mistake they made by not re-signing. Um, for me and Clyde, it was no different. Um, you know, we, we came back to Philly the first time, and of course, Buddy had the defense introduced, you know, and the vet booed the hell out of us. <laughs> um, I think we... We lost the first game, and then when they came to Arizona, we beat the brakes off. Them. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm, Al said, Al said he thinks because this team really likes AJ Brown, that a lot of the players on the team used him as a rallying point, and that's one of the reasons they were so focused. You buy that? You know, all of that stuff sounds good in theory. But you know when you line up the first play of the game and somebody's trying to take your head off, AJ <laughs> Brown ain't my ain't in my thoughts. <laughs> really, you know it's survival. Yeah, I mean it, it may help you as motivation throughout the week, but once you know thing once the bullet starts to fly and the game is live, you know I'm over on the defensive side of the ball. The furthest thing from my mind is AJ Brown and his revenge tour. 
Hell what, job. About, what about Jalen? Uh, Jalen Hurts talked about it. I believe we have it there, Joe. Uh, locker four. I, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, locker four. He said, here's what he said about defending the honor of his teammate. I think the whole world knew what it meant to him um, based off of who he is and how he is, um, how he responds to certain things. And I'm, I'm happy he put on the show. You know, was, he's a special player. He's a good friend, real special player. And um, I know I know we uh, make a big deal about it, but hopefully we can move on from it now. You know, he he did what he did. On to the next. Up me on your uh, update me on your thinking of uh, Jalen Hurts right now. See the MVP? Oh, hands down. Yeah. I mean, in, in light of in light of Patrick Mahomes not being able to beat Cincinnati for the third straight <laughs> time. Wow. Okay. Um, you know how do you? How is he not the hands-on favorite? You know, he rushes for 150-plus-something yards last week, guides the Eagles, you know, to, you know, 363 um, and three touchdowns last week. Then he turns around and comes back, flips the script on, throws for 380, um, 29 for 39, um, I believe two touchdowns, three passing touchdowns, and one running. Um, The team is the number one team in the NFL at this point in time with one loss on their record the only other team you know there's only a few other teams maybe one other team that has you know just two losses if you will the Vikings so how is it then that you can possibly say that he's not the hands-on favorite to be the MVP that's a great argument uh the 2017 didn't get to 11 and 1 they were 10 and 1 they lost to Seattle you think this team's roster is better than the team that won the Super Bowl hmm that's an interesting question. Um, I think their ceiling and their window, the ceiling is higher and their window is going to be open longer. Huh. Um, that 2017 team, as great as it was, they shocked us all. You know, they, they literally caught, you know, lightning in the bottle. But there's no reason when you look at this team, you know, they're sitting at 11-1. and one. You expect for them to make it to Arizona – you know, in February. So, you know, put your put your vacation time in, you know, for March instead of February, in, in my opinion. I expect for, for them to be there because when I look at the NFC, who can challenge them? I mean, the only team that I'm really afraid of, you know, from a defensive perspective is probably San Francisco, and they lose Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday. Um, so this, this Eagles roster from head to toe is constructed, you know, for for a win. Now, the toughest part is going to be when you pay Jalen Hurts. Oh, I know. I know. But we are going to focus on this year because something has happened here, Seth, that you are not aware of that is stunning. Rhea knows because she pays attention. Our first guest today was mm-hmm. Elliot Shore Park. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's our football guy. And he said, book it now. The Eagles are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and Seth, this is a bookend prediction. Okay. You are also telling us right now as you see it, the Eagles are a Super Bowl team. You, are you mean to tell me that um, you put me in the same category? Well, no, it's just it's <laughs> just, it's a coincidence that it happened. No, it, just... didn't, it wasn't designed. You know what I love? I, I love, see, I drive around all day and I listen to WIP all day. And, yeah. and I was listening to... Um, Elliot and James Seltzer last week, you know, have this argument on, I think it was Saturday, about the inefficiency of the Eagles passing the ball. 
And Elliott just went on and on and on about, oh, I'm not sure whether this team can, you know, they haven't been throwing the ball well late. The only way you can win is you got to throw the ball. I- I'm waiting to hear from him this week. I'll be listening to talk <laughs> about this offensive passing explosion, you know, that he just witnessed this week. It should have moved any doubt out of his mind um, of where this football team is. They can do whatever it is that they need to do to win. If they need to run it, they run it. If they need to pass it, they pass it. If they need a combination of both, they can do both. And there's no defense for some of the things that they're doing right now. It's it's really amazing. Let me interpret what I just heard, Al. They do appear to agree on the Eagles' prospects for the Super Bowl, right. but at that point, Seth would like no further connection <laughs> to Elliott Short Parks. That's what I heard. Hey, listen, Elliott's a friend of mine. I just, of course I just, he's a friend. He came I, on this morning. He said basically the same thing. He said he they did. finally showed they can throw the ball. He yeah. did. He but, said but, they, they, they are doing it all. They could always throw the ball. Yes. You know, when you're playing against – they went into the game yesterday, okay, and, and, and I said in pregame, I said Jalen Hurts needs to throw the ball about 40 times today because the Titans are ranked third against the run, only giving up 84.5 yards a game going into yesterday's game, and they're 31st against the pass defensively. They're giving up 266 yards passing per game. So where are you going to make hay? You're going to bump your head against the wall against the third-ranked run defense, or are you just going to line up and throw the ball and light up the 31st-ranked pass defense? Okay. So they and they've been doing it all year long. Where they need to run, they run. They started off in week one. Jalen Hurts is running all over the place. Everybody's losing their mind. Oh, he can't run the ball seventeen times. Oh, he's going to get hurt. Then they come back against Minnesota, who sits back in this soft shell zone, and Jalen Hurts light him up for three hundred yards. Then we get to a point where we lose Dallas Goddard. Oh, we can't throw the ball because we don't have Dallas Goddard. And, you know, they're winning the games by running the ball. Yep. Because that's what worked in the moment when they needed to throw it. They throw the football. See, they, this they is can the do problem. it all. This is my problem, Al. I should be talking to Seth before the game so they don't predict the Titans won. <laughs> See what happened? <laughs> I predicted predict- them to win. Oh, oh, yeah. did, yeah. Seth, I tried to tell him. A, a rather easy victory for the Titans. Listen, How was, dumb do I look today? I was off seven points in, in, in both directions because, you know, yep. I thought that the Titans would It'd score about close. 18 points, which they're yep. averaging on the year. Right. And I thought the Eagles would score 28 what they what they, what they were averaging a year. So the Titans were seven points or eight points less, and the Eagles were seven points more. See, you should have tweeted that. Might have worked better. <laughs> Rico's on the line. Watch my show during the week. You are. The, you are I, the he'll never figure. Yeah. I prefer following uh-huh. you on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Let me go to Rico in West Philly. Hi, Rick. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody this morning? How's everybody? We won thirty-five to ten, and we're eleven and one. How do you I, think we are? I'm. You're feeling the same way I'm feeling. It was a great game, and I had three major takeaways from yesterday's game. What? Number one, and I know Rhea's going to love this, Brent Covey had his best game of the season. It was amazing. It just really showed the team camaraderie, how they they, they rallied behind him. He must have had a a 12-yard return, but everybody's smacking him on the helmet. They're all loving it. It was was great to see Brent Covey come to life. Number two. Number two, um, Jalen Hurts. We hear how even-killed he is all the time, but I really got to see it yesterday. We were up late in the game. A.J. Brown and the guys are on the bench smiling, laughing. But you can still see his laser focus. So that gives me great hope for the future. I love that guy. Number three. 
Number three, I got an early weasel of the week. It was the number 47 from the Tennessee Titans. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw on that play. He tried to twist A.J. Brown's ankle he did. Um, after that catch. And he wasn't even on the team last year, so it really was it really was baffling to see him try to do that. It's just a dirty right, hold play on, from a Seth dirty saw player. this. Seth, what did you say there? Oh, I saw it, and, and I was pretty pissed off about it. And you know, everybody was trying to calm AJ Brown down, but they they didn't really see what was going on. Huh. So he goes to make the tackle. He's got the guy. He's got AJ by the foot, and he's go, he's going into you know uh, an alligator roll with his ankle. He's trying to hurt him. Oh, he's trying to hurt him. There's no What's doubt that about, about? It. the guy? What did, why would he do that to AJ Brown? Hey, listen to to, do, to to defend the honor of his team. Well, you know AJ Brown is torching him any way you can get him out of the game. You that was that's, really you bad. never I, did that. I <laughs> plead the fifth. Oh, um, in any anyhow, I think that the NFL needs to take a look at that. Yep, and a fine is due for that because the intent was to hurt him. It nice. wasn't the intent was not to tackle him. The intent was to twist and hurt his ankle. Well, I want you to know something right now, Seth. I made a lot of silly remarks prior to your arrival here. But I now feel I have a handle on that game. Yeah. I did not have it until your arrival. <laughs> but now I have it a lot further. And now you're okay with Gannon, right? Everything's uh, back on the smooth. You're not uh, You're not out. No. Uh, you're not done with him no. now. I, listen. It was a momentary thing. No, I- <laughs> Listen, my desire is for this defense to be dominant, and it can be dominant. And yep. six sacks and 200 yards, you know, for a lot of people yesterday, I think they had like 208 total yards on like 53 plays. A lot of people will say, hey, that was a dominant performance. But if you're not looking at ways to get better all the time, you're not critiquing yourself, then you don't get better. You know, the last thing that the Eagles can afford to do is, is be, is get complacent and satisfied with what they've done. But Brandon Graham has said, hey, we haven't done anything, you know, until we win the championship. And that has to be the focus. So as I look at this defense and I'm seeing this plethora of talent that they have on the defensive side of the ball that, hey, you don't have to worry about bringing pressure because you've got great cover people behind you, you know, why aren't you doing it? Why give up, you know, a, a fourth and seven when you could bring pressure and take over right there at midfield no, you give up seven points because you allow them to convert the fourth and seven. I got you, Seth. Seth, sensational performance by a true professional. When we return, somebody's going on the hot seat. WIP Sports Time is 936. A lot of people out there getting closer to the holidays now. They're starting to wonder, what am I going to do? i got to get the big gift. Where do I go? What do I buy? Well, what you buy is jewelry. That's common. That's always number one. And the number one thing in jewelry that you buy is usually these beautiful earrings, this diamond stud earrings. And Steven Singer, my good friend, has the best diamond stud earrings at the best price you could get and the least rigmarole. I know if you're like me. The reason I've always loved Steven Singer is he doesn't kid around. He plays for keeps. You go in, you don't have to worry about playing games with the price tag. That's the price. You don't have to worry about having a coupon or a discount. There aren't any sales at Steven Singer. He just puts the right price on every item before you arrive in the store. Then he makes sure you're happy with it by giving you a 100-day, 100% no-hassle money-back guarantee. You can shop now for Christmas with absolutely no risk. He's going to give you fast and free shipping both ways. You're going to get a great prize with none of the mumbo-jumbo you get at other places. Steven understands the business. It's not jewelry. It's love. 
other corner of 8th and Walnut. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Welcome back at 942. I'm glad we cleared all that up for you guys. What a day. <laughs> Jonesy, I almost want to work Wednesdays these days. Yeah, oh, you should. Cool. 11 nah, and 1. I don't want to peak too early here. You know what I got to do now? I've learned something today. I learned something today. I got to pace myself. I have been assuming that I would be retired early January. <laughs> and now I'm not so sure. I got to pace myself. Going to miss you, buddy. Right. I, <laughs> anyway, Ava Graham. Yes. Who in God's name could be on a hot seat after a great victory like that? Well, Angelo, it's it's not a hot seat at all. It's a love Today, seat. Howie Roseman is on the love seat. Brought to you by Xfinity, the fastest internet Philadelphia and sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Lounge. Love seat. I have decided I know what I want for Christmas. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you want? I want a full life-size poster of my hero, Howie Roseman. He is not a man, Josie. He is a god. Yes, he is. Pretty crazy that he's built two potential Super Bowl teams in, in five years with a whole completely different rosters. This is the epicenter of great sports yeah. in America. Your Philadelphia Eagles led by an American genius, Howie Roseman. He's the man. <laughs> you think about how he's been under so much criticism in this city. But look at this defense he's put together. Right? I mean, they, they have talent at every level of the field. Even yesterday, N'Kobe Dean comes in, and I know that it's yeah. you know, kind of mopped up time he has two tackles for a loss on his first two plays right like so this team is loaded and the pass rush specifically i think is especially impressive every guy out there think about all the people that were part of yesterday's victory aj brown he stole from those he titans did. in the offseason he stole jalen hurts in the draft he stole hurts in the draft a second rounder that's the best quarterback in the league this year it's amazing we love you howie oh yes we do and some of us more than others. I would hug him and, and I would smother him with love because Ew. that mean you'll kiss him? No. I'm not How saying, do you smother somebody? I with don't love? know. In the moment, who knows what I would do? Ah! Ah! Love seat. All right, all right. Please stop. Is that the end of it? All right, listen, Rhea, I gotta Hello. talk to you. I'm doing it right on the air. Yes, what? When I get that swept up, yes. get me the hell out of the studio. I, I try, That's you, too much. Did you hear That's what I overkill. said? That's overkill. Why didn't you stop me? I said, I ooh. I, I yeah. think there's no, it. There's no, no, no stopping you. You're not even onto it. No, listen, that was too much. No. <laughs> He's just a man. He's not a god. I would like the poster. Yeah, I got the, you, bro. <laughs> listen oh. here. No, no, that, that, that's overkill. Angela, I could have gone and done well over two minutes on just things that you said today. That's Howie might overkill. try to make a bad trade just so to get you off his back. <laughs> well said, Al. Uh, fortunately, Al, the trade dial is passed. They can't make it. It's, it's too late. vision. But uh, that's a case where you count on your coworkers to back you off a little. <laughs> right, yeah. you build you up, build no. it up. No. Build it up. Uh, Rhea, you have always been good in getting me a little uh, more temper. Yes, when I say ew, it's yeah. time for you to stop. All right, uh, you, uh, you say that again. Let me hear it. Ew. Ew. Okay, I'm going to be listening for that in the future. <laughs> Armand is on the line next. Hi, Armand. Hold that. Let me put you up here. Hi, Armand. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Before I uh, tell you how I recently met Seth, uh, we both met at a gym. I want to say something. I want to ask Rhea a question. Okay. Rhea, 
do you think that Angelo should go down in the Football Hall of Fame for being one of the best commentators ever in history? <laughs> Howard Cassell could not shine his shoes. If uh, it wasn't for Muhammad Ali, he would have never achieved the high team AG. You want me to answer that question? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. No you know explanation <laughs> necessary. Yeah, but Angelo, he, Angelo is so knowledgeable, and he's an entertainer with comedic, comedic wit. You just he picked the Titans to win. I don't know. Yeah, on. Your, your timing, timing is here not is not great. great. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I had to commence this show <laughs> with a large plate of crow. You understand? <laughs> I picked the Titans to win. And I, I actually uh, texted Rhea in the fourth quarter. I said, Rhea, I was a bit off on that one. <laughs> yeah. What did I even oh my you? God, that you? Yep. I felt like a blithering idiot. It did not stop me from sounding like one again this morning. You just heard no, you me on Howie. You sound good today. You no, sound really good. It was too much. I get too, I get too excited. When mm. you go in the Hall of Fame, you can borrow Al's speech. I don't, really good. Al, I do not sense. Do you see any Halls of Fame in my future? Hello, uh, everybody. We're radio. Holler, there is one, isn't there? <laughs> He's already been. Already oh, oh, yeah. I don't. I don't. See, I've never been nominated. I don't. I, maybe I don't even, too late. There Are one? you in the broadcast pioneers thing? I am in the broadcast pioneers, but then I found that a lot of people are in there that aren't that great. You, you wrote on hockey longer <laughs> than Al did, right? Yeah, and he's in. No, I, in. no, I don't. Oh, I don't. for everybody. I will never be uh, in, in any specific sport. I thought you were great on hockey back in the day. No, actually. <laughs> I used to read you all the time. Uh, you did, did not read me. I was faking it the only year I did it, and it was bad. <laughs> anyway, Armand, thank Island you for the Hall call. Fame. Would you accept no. it? No. <laughs> I was, I, it's a dump, I, I, I'm going to say this right now. Al, no. If they brought me back for some Hall of Fame in Rhode Island, oh, yeah. you may as well have loser tattooed on your <laughs> forehead. All right? No. I would not accept that. Is that what that L's for? All... <laughs> All of the awards <laughs> that are available in this city, I would embrace. Right. But none there. <laughs> no, Al. I have tried to get myself as far away from that dump I'm as gonna possible. I'm going to go on a campaign. <laughs> no. get you Call Boucher. Yeah. Call Boucher. Don't do Boucher's it. Boucher's already in there. I'm going to no. get you in, too. Boucher's in there. Oh, yeah. Mike Schmidt lives there now. Yep. Let them stay in that hellhole. <laughs> I have made my decision. This is my home. Thank you. <laughs> TR's up next from Winfield. Don't get any idea. <laughs> Hi, T.R. Got to do it. Hey, Angelo. How are you, T.R.? I'm great, man, for yesterday, man. But I got a bonus pick with you. You talking about Seth Joyner should be eating crow. Because you was you were saying that we were supposed to be losing. You didn't think we was going to win Sunday. So I think you should have an Italian chilling hoogie with a side of pig ears. So I was even here that we were 10-1, man. You. All right, you must have missed the TR prior to the actual official start of this show at nine fifth at six fifth no is it five fifty nine. Correct. I came on, acknowledged my stupidity, and then attempted to move on. Would you like me to help okay, you I'll, on Wednesdays do yeah, like some film study? Because well, that's what, what you done. claim to do. No, here's the thing <laughs> that I have decided because I was so raw. Jason of the Dirty Thirty will mm. be making my selections until he misses. Because he was as close as anybody mm-hmm. on this show. TR, I think I have established I'm a lousy predictor. Yeah, man. You know, when you wake up in the morning and think we're going to lose, just don't say it, man. Keep it to yourself, man. But I'm well, thinking like this. These new – we got we have watched the Giants, I think, uh, in, in, in uh, Chicago. 
they just they just dog me teams to get us warmed up for Dallas, man. That's all I'm waiting for. Use these teams to get us get our minds right to get ready to smash Dallas. That's all I'm looking for. Well, you're yeah. right about that, T.R. And I, I've got a, va- a a big problem with that situation because now the game's 425 on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. yes. right? That yes. is normally set aside for the seven fish. So have the seven fishes earlier. No, but then what, what would the Cowboys be? That would be the eighth fish? Yes. <laughs> they got a big hook Flounder, in hopefully. Right? Yeah, that's it. We're going to have flounder, and we're going to yes. name it the Cowboys. Because <laughs> that, you know what? Why don't you have smelt? I can't deny, I can't deny that if the Eagles were to lose to the Cowboys, even if the game isn't that important, the Eagles are already in the playoffs, it'll still stink because it's the Cowboys. I need to know that the eighth fish will be the Cowboys and they will flounder. Can you have sardines? <laughs> no. That smells good. No, they have smelts. I know. They ha- I no. What My are dad smelts? used to love smelts. Uh, smelts? They're like a sardine. Right? Now, what you end up doing is picking the little bones out of your teeth. You dealt it? <laughs> no, it's not what <laughs> it is. Oh, it's not that? <laughs> That's not what it smells. Josh is. is up from Nicetown. That's a different smell. Hey, Hi, Josh. And... um. I'm a Philadelphia fan since eight years old. God bless you. And what what scares me is the Philadelphia uh, curse. Every time we get high as uh, as the heavens, one of the Philadelphia teams, I don't care who the hell it is, end up sending us crashing down to earth. And I think the the Philadelphia Eagles fans right now have a caution. Because we have been abused mentally and emotionally with the with, with the greatest letdowns in sports history. Josh, we're gonna we're gonna stop. We're gonna measure that. Josh, and, and stop. Is a fraud. Josh, a fraud. Josh, you're eleven and one, and you have found a way to make this negative. Josh, take a moment, look around, breathe in the fresh air of Philadelphia. Look around, Josh. You're eleven and one. This this will never you this may never happen again in your lifetime. I'm pretty sure it won't happen in mine. Josh, enjoy it. Enjoy this, Josh. Stop worrying about stuff and breathe in eleven and one. It's spectacular. Don't mean anything. That's it, Josh. You are a you are crump. You're a troll. Don't you dare. This is a moment to embrace. Joe knows this. He's in East Norriton. He knows that. Joe, are you excited? When, when PJ Garner comes back. Joe, are you there? Yeah, hello? Yes, Joe, are you excited? Yes, everybody. And Angelo, I've got something for you, brother. Last week you said the Eagles was going to win. <laughs> I was just thinking in my mind maybe if you had a uh, old-timer episode at the moment. All right, listen to me. I knew you. Uh, Joe, I'm getting rid of you now. I have a backup, Joe, just in case. This one's a Joe for the Northeast. Hi, Joe. Yeah, what's up, man? Yo, I can't believe them last two callers. Thank you, you very me? much, Joe. Tell these people, straighten these people out, Joe. Straighten them out. Like, you got Jalen Hurts balling out. Everything's good. I mean, we were supposed to lose this game. Supposedly, yeah. because we couldn't stop the run, Very and true. look what we did, man. And uh, yo, Jalen Hurts is without a doubt the MVP, no doubt in the league. He just every week he just performs, man. I mean, 
What, what can you say? I'm going to tell you what I could say, Joe. I'm 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 breathing it in right now. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Even though you picked I smell. <sighs> keep quiet. Stop rooted the moment. I am now smelling eleven and one. Smell. <sighs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's eleven and two. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute.